From the Kentucky New Era studios in Hopkinsville, it's the Young Sports Podcast. And now, here's your host, Chris Young. Welcome in for another episode of Young Sports, a podcast focusing on local prep athletics in Western Kentucky and around the Commonwealth. My name is Chris Young, and I'm your host, coming to you from the Kentucky New Era Studios in Hopkinsville. Well, the Kentucky High School Athletic Association dead period is over, and so is the dead air. After taking some time off, this podcast is back up and running. And I am absolutely delighted to be back with you as we quickly enter our way into the fall sports season. Unbelievable how quickly time goes. And that includes being about five weeks, yes five, from kicking off the Kentucky high school football season. I plan to be in attendance for several of the 7-on-7 scrimmages and exhibitions over the coming weeks. And we'll certainly have plenty of updates on the Kentucky New Era website and on Twitter. You can follow me there at Chris Young, K-N-E. And finally, before we get started with today's guests, I wanted to thank the literally thousands of people who made our second annual Toyota of Hopkinsville Southern Penny Ryle Athlete of the Year Fan Favorite Contest a rousing success. During a two-week online voting period, we had nearly 8,300 votes cast. Unbelievable. We then recognized all 19 of our Athlete of the Year winners from the 2016-17 athletic season and announced the fan favorite winner before the Hoptown Hoppers baseball game on July 4th. And I'm excited to announce here, in case you didn't see it previously, that the overall winner of that contest was Hopkinsville High School girls swimmer Michaela Lange, whose mom played a huge part of that with a really successful social media campaign. I told Michaela she better lock her mom up now as her lifetime PR marketing publicist and social media manager. She did a fantastic job, as did so many of the athletes, promoting the competition and the contest and getting it out there and made it, like I said, just a giant success. Congratulations again to all 19 of those Athlete of the Year winners. Congratulations to Michaela for being our second annual fan favorite winner. And believe it or not, we'll be jumping in very soon to the 2017-18 season and finding out who the new Athletes of the Year will be for our upcoming year. But now it's time to let some other people do the talking, the majority of the talking anyway. During this week's episode, we're going to welcome Christian County High School boys basketball coach Kerry Stovall, who returned May 23rd to take over the Colonels. You will more than likely recognize his name because before he left his post at County in 2011, Coach Stovall led CCHS to a state championship, the first in program in school history with an amazing run in the Sweet 16 or Up Green, a group that included, gosh, Donovan Cates, Anthony Hickey Jr., Nick Riley, the list goes on. That was an incredible team. 
I know he'll mention some of those names. But Coach Stovall is back for another run. And before he can get the program back to that prominence in Lexington, which I know is the goal for him and for this community and for the Colonels, he wants to build trust with his new team. And he's going to talk to us about how that process is going and what he is doing to build that trust and get that respect with the new guys, with that new crop of Colonels that he'll be leading over on Glass Avenue. Plus, we'll be joined on the phone by former Hopkinsville High School baseball standout Easton McGee, who is currently pitching for one of the Tampa Bay Ray affiliates as he works to climb the minor league ladder and hopefully one day get up to the major leagues playing on a big league diamond. How cool would that be? But we're going to talk to Easton and find out how life has been for him, the former Hoptown Tigers standout since he was drafted in June of 2016. That and a lot more. So stick around. We've got some some great guests coming up. If you're new to the Young Sports Podcast, I want to thank you once again immensely for downloading or streaming this episode. Please be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes and go back and listen to previous episodes. We've had some fantastic guests on in the past. If you are a returning listener, please, please know how much I appreciate your loyalty and support to this show. If you do like what you hear, I ask that you go drop a rating or a review for us on iTunes and hopefully more people will find it as we move along through the summer and into the fall. With that, we'll continue with Young Sports in just a moment. Hope you enjoy this week's show. Young Sports Podcast rolls on here, and I am joined today by a man that really doesn't need a whole lot of introduction, especially in the Hopkinsville Christian County area. He coached the Christian County High School boys basketball team for 10 seasons. In 2011, capped off his run with the Colonels with the school and program's first ever state championship in the Sweet 16. Went 201 and 99. Uh, with a a fabulous county group. He's beloved. His name's on the court, and now he's going to have a chance to play on it. I'm thrilled to have Kerry Stovall with us here in the studio today. Coach, thank you so much for for taking some time to join us on the podcast. Oh, I appreciate it. Um, Always glad to come and talk Christian County basketball and and about Christian County as a whole in Hopkinsville. You know, uh, appreciate the kind words, but uh, one of the things that I keep trying to get across is, you know, that's in the past. And, um, you know, you as an individual, as a person, as a coach, you know, you're only as good as what you can do in your future. So uh, those were great memories, but uh, our intent right now is, is working towards being able to establish some new memories. You were hired, I believe, on May 23rd, so you've had a little time to kind of process this whole thing. I know things moved pretty quickly when that opening occurred at Christian County. Uh, but now that you're you're back in the saddle is it strange to be back at, at Christian County? Have you kind of gotten over the uh, maybe the the surreal nature of the the decision and uh, of this process? I'm really excited to be here. Um, my family's excited to be here. You know, um, when I left, I left because of family, and uh, you know, hoping that maybe sometime I might be able to, we might be able to get back here, and maybe not as a coach, but uh, just involved in the school system. I love Christian County High School and. Uh, you know, to have the opportunity and for God to open up the 
the pathway to come back here is, is truly a blessing to uh, Natalie and I. We're, again, we're really excited. We'll kind of go through the, the process here just so we can kind of set it up for folks that maybe aren't familiar with uh, the, the situation the first time and, and why you opted to, to leave and what you've been doing since then and now getting you back. But, you know, you, you like we mentioned, you had some tremendous success at Christian County during that first run. Obviously, the, the Sweet 16 run in 2011 with a, a phenomenal group that we'll get to. But when you decided that it was time to to go a different direction in 2011, it's it's not like it was just a uh, – it was some easy decision. I mean, you left a very good situation here, but you also had a more important situation at home when you talk about Natalie, your wife, your children, Shelby and Clayton. That had to be your priority at that time. So what was the, the main motivation for wanting to, to head well, back to Muhlenberg County? You know, we were uh, – we went to the state tournament, I think, five times and came up short five times. And I had even gotten to the point that, um, and talked with our players about the fact that maybe I wasn't the person to get them to that to that next step. Um, before the last year I was here, I uh, had pretty much, had after we'd gotten beat, I'd made up my mind that um, if I was going to stay one more year, if I wasn't, that even if, if I did, that would be the last year for me. Uh, my daughter was in middle school. My son was in middle school. My daughter was in high school. Shelby swam. Clayton, of course, played basketball. And you know, uh, God's blessed me in a lot of ways, but but He gave me a really special lady and Natalie. And and she's we've been together from six, seven different co- different coaching jobs and things. And uh, I'll never forget. I was in my my class, in my office and was talking to our players and. Is Viante and Donovan and and Markorian and Anthony, and I said, guys, I said, I you know I don't know if I'm the guy for this. I said, um, you know, it's, it's getting time for me to go home, and, and they both stopped and they looked at me and they said, coach, said, stay here one more year, we'll win this thing and we'll lead together, and that's an absolute true story. And you know, I knew I was going to take a lot of criticism when I left, and um, and, and I understand. I know some people felt like, well, you just wanted and you took off. Well, that was not the, the, the issue at all. You know, I, I believe in God and family and everything else comes after, though, and friends, and after that, that's everything else falls into play. But um, uh, I was had the opportunity to go home and teach, didn't coach for a year, was able to chase Shelby and Clayton around and, and see them and, and be in the same class the hallways, Bless their hearts, and never had to have me for a teacher. So both of them <laughs> were proud of that. But uh, you know, taking Clayton to school, seeing Shelby every day, getting up, going to bed—you know, just so many things that that uh, uh, as a father you miss as as a coach. And, and and it's not just coaching. Every supporter of their family, every breadwinner sacrifices things in your life. I mean, that's just part of it. You're going to make those sacrifices. And uh, when I had the opportunity to come home and spend more time with them, I mean, I, I, I jumped on it. And, you know, I didn't coach for a year. I helped out probably one of the, the guy that I feel like is one of the best basketball coaches in America, and that's, and that's Tony Hopper for uh, a couple of years. And then Tony took another job. It was never my intent to be a head basketball coach at Muhlenberg County. But, uh, you know, it gave me the opportunity again to see Shelby graduate in her swim and gave me the opportunity to coach my son. Uh, Clayton graduated two years ago. And, um, 
you know, this 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 past year was my second year there as a head coach, and then all of this came uh, came about, and um, you know, that's my trail of tears, I guess, over the last six years. I think something that people might not be aware of is the fact that even while you were at Christian County, you commuted every day from Muhlenberg. That's a lot of hours. That's a lot of miles to rack up over a decade. Uh, you know, I don't know many people that would be willing to put up with with that type of, of uh, scenario. Was that yeah. was that ever did that ever no, wear on you at all? No, not at all. Um, I'm pretty anal about my organization anyway. So uh, going into to Christian County each day, uh, you know, I had everything in my mind I wanted to get taken care of. Gave me a great chance to pray on the way. You know, a, a long time there. Um, then on the way back, uh, you know, it's not like you're going to turn around if you forget something. It makes you really, really efficient with your time. Uh, you leave whatever happened here, and you don't take it home. And you know, it, 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 some people look at that and say, "We don't want to live in Hopkinsville." It has nothing to do with living in Hopkinsville. It has everything to do that that uh, my wife lives one block away from where she works, and um, you know, why should I? Ask her to pull up a, a job that she's been comfortable with and and loves and been there now for 12 years just to follow me 33 miles away so I can coach here. So, um, you know, it, it just makes you know, pretty easy decision for me. Just, I can drive 33 miles with my eyes closed. That's not a big deal. <laughs> I think uh, one of the things I was most impressed with, uh, and not to skip ahead too much here, but in those two seasons, I believe you went 31 and 30 at Muhlenberg, which is you know respectable for kind of going into a situation the way that you did and uh quickly having to to figure it out and get your personnel together and that sort of thing but what i think i witnessed having a chance to watch your team a couple of times uh with muhlenberg you seemed in a very short amount of time to build a, a a culture that was based on brotherhood and on family and you could really tell that those guys loved each other they loved you and their coaches and they were playing for one another and I, I get the sense that that's something that's pretty important to you and and you know being at home was that the priority was to make it that type of, of playing atmosphere for those guys you know number one the reasons we had that I, any success I've ever had is because we had some good players and I had a great stat um, you know coach Eads is, was there and, and coming in and I and you know how highly I think Kyle and and the job that he does and the person that he is, and uh, that's Ed McCarrier and you know Marty Martin was with me and and, and Stevie Stevie Joe Vaught and, and had a had a great staff. But um, we talk to our guys all the time that you know one team wins a district, one team wins a region, one team wins a state, and, and I think you have to be special to accomplish those things. And I think in today's society, people get too wrapped up in talent. Um, I, I think the, the the selflessness of of this generation at times may be less than any generation I've seen in a long time. And I think when you see those special basketball teams, I think you see those teams that are devoted to one another and are just as concerned about how their teammate plays as they are themselves. And um, I think that's special teams. You know, when I was here before, I spent years researching and calling coaches that have won the state tournament and, and successful college coaches and looking at what they did and you know uh, all of them have one thing in common it was it was a great camaraderie 
Uh, it was a, a feeling of the only way to do anything is together. And, um, you know, it's not a res- – I think you've got to have respect from your players, but I don't, res- I don't think respect uh, allows your players to develop. I think your players have to know that, that, that you have their best interests at heart, um, that, that I love my guys. And you know, I tell our guys all the time, my job is to put our seniors in a position that they can f- fulfill their dreams and seek the opportunities from fulfilling those dreams. And if that's winning basketball games, that's fine. Now, wait, Chris, I'm not stupid. I, <laughs> I mean, I know my if, – if I don't win games, I won't be here very long. <laughs> I mean, I understand that. But um, I think one of the great lessons that I learned from Christian County the first time is – is wins and losses are not the secret of a basketball program. Uh, trophies in a case aren't secrets of a basketball program. Um, the, the ability to help young men uh, further their character, further their education, further their, their progress through life, uh, that, that's a basketball program. And I think when you can get your program doing those things, then I think success comes along with it. Sure. So you're at Muhlenberg County, obviously, uh you know, had had a little bit of success there. You're you're back home, but then you find out that the Christian County job opens up. How did you get that news? What was your initial reaction? Did you hear it from somebody that called and said it's open and we want you back? How did that kind of play out? Uh, you know, in this state, news about basketball travels pretty quickly, <laughs> yeah. and um, I, I really don't know. Uh, what happened? You know, we I know when Coach Smith decided to go to Bell County that um, you know I was gotten contacted and, and it was not a difficult decision. I uh, went and told Nat and and I said, "Well, Christian County's open." I said, "What do you think?" Whatever you think. That's always her answer. Whatever you think. I said, "No, seriously." She said, I'd, "She said that'd be great." So. Um, you know, probably the fastest moving situation I've ever been in before, but um, it was not a, a, a difficult decision for me at all. They could have called me and said, you know, we got to wait a month, and I'd have waited a month. That's what I had to do. So. Sure. But uh, again, just uh, just really excited about the blessing to be back here. And you didn't waste much time. And I think I wrote that in the the story that day. They literally introduced you. I think about ten or eleven a.m maybe ate lunch, and then you were over at the gym having a workout and, and kind of getting to know your guys. You're not the type of person that's going to let you know let time pass. You wanted to get in there and immediately get things started and start putting your stamp back on this thing. What was that first workout like, and what, what was the introduction like with, with the guys? Because obviously most of them are new to you and vice versa, so you've got to kind of get comfortable with, with each other. What what was that like the day you were introduced and working out? You know, this has been a unique situation. You know, our seniors, I'm their third basketball coach. And I just mentioned a word to you before about trust. And, you know, all I wanted to do this summer uh, was just kind of get to know them, them get to know me, and, and hopefully from this summer them understand um, that, that our concern is them, um, you know, establish a style of play which I think our guys by the time we got finished by the summer I think they had a pretty good understanding of, of the 
of the pace of the game we want to play. But, you know, my heart goes out to those guys. Um, you know, to, to have a third different face in front of them, and, um, you know, I'm sure that's frustrating at times, and, and it's hurtful. And uh, you know, I think probably my biggest obstacle as a coach this year for those guys is, is for them to understand. I mean, you're, you're talking about somebody that has left before. So it's not like they brought someone in here that has, you know, hadn't been here before. You know, I mean, yeah, well, he's been here, he'll leave again. So uh, I think that's the, the, the number one goal for me is to uh, uh, let them know that I'm here, I'm not going anywhere. Um, you know, there were reasons that the two coaches left uh, uh, and good reasons that they left. There, you know, it wasn't that it didn't have anything to do with them. But um, – uh, I want them to know that uh, I'm, I'm somebody that they can count on and our staff is somebody that they can count on. And I think if we can get to that point, um, um, I think we have a chance to have a pretty good basketball team. When you talk about the, the personnel and some of those guys that will be back that you kind of mentioned indirectly, two come to mind that have been really at the, the center of things, really three, but DeTorian Ware, who is a great scorer in the second region, Corey Trice, who in my opinion was the most improved player last year, He's a football guy, but you wouldn't know it. He really emerged as a great three or four and a, a, a power guy down low. And then Jaquan Long, who does some X-Factor type things on the basketball floor, another football player. With those three and maybe some other pieces, what have you noticed that maybe we can compete again for the second region, or is that the case? Uh, you know, anytime you have four grown men, you know you're going to have a pretty good chance in high school basketball. Yeah. You know. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. We have four football guys or, or three football guys that are um, tremendous uh, two and three sport athletes. You know, Corey just committed to Purdue, and um, you know, Corey played one game for us, two games this summer because of his schedule. And Kobe uh, Jaquan Long played probably four games for us because of his, and you know, Kobe Lang he played three or four games for us as well. And, um, but the majority of the summer was spent without those guys. And I was just really impressed with their uh, their ability. Um, they play. Um, I mean, you can be around the bush or whatever. I mean, those three kids can play. And, um, you know, as good as uh, football, as good a basketball players that claim to be football players as, as I've had. And I had some really, really good, you know, Mark Corey and Tanny was pretty good. Yep. And Anthony Hickey was pretty good. But, I mean, those guys are, are very talented on the basketball floor as well. And, you know, Kobe hasn't played a whole lot, you know, in the past. And he had really had a great summer. Um, you know, the games that he played with us. And, like I said, Corey and Jaquan had, had some – Corey was dominant in the two games he played in. And Jaquan was uh, – it, it reminds me of Mark Corey and with his ability to cover so much ground defensively and his, uh, his knowledge of the game. You know, the Torion is, um, and and I, I'm, I'm, is as talented a player as I've ever coached. And everybody says, well, you know, they start listing and listing. I'm just telling you, uh, I have not I've never coached a kid uh, that moves that well for his size. Uh, that had, and they say, think about his range. Well, his range. You know, Donovan had range. Uh, the Torion has really worked hard on getting to the rim and, and, and his ability to get to the rim. Um, if, if we can get him in shape, um, uh, he's one of the top players in the entire state of Kentucky. Yep. 
and um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm excited about those four guys and, and, and what they bring and hope they have success because of all the things that they've had to endure that kind of makes them unique of any other team in the state. Sure. And, um, you know, God puts us in situations that, that uh, I always say that allow him to show his greatness. And, um, you know, it, it really can show the mental toughness of these kids and, and their ability to overcome some things. But most of our games were played with, you know, DeTorian and, and, and guys that didn't play much last year. And, uh, you know, they we, we felt like we had a really good summer. And, I mean, we got smacked around a little bit a couple of times. But um, that, that never was uh, – uh, didn't bother me. You know, I used to – Coach King used to get so frustrated early in the summer. I said, I don't care if we win. Well, you know, he, he, you know, he couldn't – it's summer. And, you know, again, we were trying to establish the fact that, that you know, we're here for those guys and the, and the pace that we played. And the last the last night we played, which was, I guess, Tuesday night before the end of the dead period came, mm-hmm. I really had most of our guys there. Everybody there was except for Kobe. Um, I really felt like they were able to play the speed that uh, that we need to play. You'll, uh, you'll obviously have a chance now to uh, – go up against Coach Hayworth over at Hoptown. Hopkinsville and Christian County have now met twice in a row uh, for the, the the whole thing, which is pretty remarkable considering that hadn't happened since 1985. Now we're talking back-to-back seasons they've met in the regional final. Have you spoken with him? Have the two of you kind of talked about what this rivalry will look like now with, with you back in the mix? Uh, Tim and I are, are – Brothers, you know, great friends, and um, you know the probably the toughest thing for me about coming back here. I don't like playing people that I'm really close to because it's, it's not fun. Yeah. And um, you know, we'll hug each other, we'll toss it up, and then we'll hug each other when it's over. But make no mistake, there's nothing fun about that. Um, you know, we. I'm not a hot town hater. And, and I'm not a University Heights hater. Uh, I will say, told somebody this the other day, I don't remember what college coach I was talking to, I said, you could take the top six players in this city this year, and I'll play anybody you want to play in this state, anytime, anywhere, and maybe anybody in the nation for that matter. Uh, and it just amazes me year in, year out, the the, the talent that, that – uh, is produced in the cities. It's a tribute to our junior pro coaches and, yep. and the development that they do, and in our AAU coaches and what they bring to the program, and um, you know, just a, just a, a, a fascinating um, city for um, the the opportunity that they, that that game has given so many kids. And you know, Tim's done a great job. And he's dominated this place for I guess six years five out of the six years and, and um, you know you won't find a more tireless passionate worker on the face of this earth than Tim Hayworth you won't find a more loyal person on the face of this earth than Tim Hayworth and I think his kids know that and um, you know you go right across the street from Christian County and you look at University Heights and uh, you know you got to have a hard time finding a better player anywhere than Kiki Tanya yeah. and uh, you know the Coach Shouse has really done an admirable job and a good job of keeping that together and 
keeping those kids together. They got a little nucleus around Kiki now. You know, they're going to be a really good basketball team as well. So uh, things really haven't changed. Um, you know, the thing about the 8th District, if you get out, if you get out, <laughs> you have a chance to win the regional tournament. Yep. And how many districts can you say about that in the state of Kentucky? Special place to be. Pretty incredible. It is. Uh, we talked a little bit about some of the guys that were on that 2011 team that you won the state championship with and now there's a possibility that you're going to have a few of those guys on your staff is that kind of interesting that to have some guys that you led to a state title now be assistants who will be helping the 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 new the new uh, class and you know they took me to a state title um i don't know how much leading i did but it was what 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 greater comment on a group of young men to have the success that they've had to come back to their community and have a positive impact. It it doesn't get any better than that. Uh, I'm just telling you, it it doesn't. Um, You know, they're not the only kids that have come back and had a positive, but they're mine, so, you know, I'm going to be a little biased. Sure. Uh, Just so proud of them. You know, Nick, is it's his second year in the building, and he's going to be a a full-time teacher this time, and, you know, Corian's coming back from, he's got his master's and uh, is going to be on our staff. And, you know, we're waiting on Donovan kind of wait to make up his mind what he's going to do. Um, it's been a been a neat, a neat ex- you know, they're pretty critical of their old coach. You know, I mean, they, they say, Coach, what are you going to, you're not as hard on them. You know, you, you're always, <laughs> you're always going to get, you're not as hard on them. I said, guys, I've, I've, I've known them two weeks. I said, you know, we really can't start pressing that much. But it kind of sounds like an older child being jealous yeah. that the younger the younger sibling is not being treated the same yeah, way. And those three are far from children. I'm <laughs> that, but I'm. Uh, you you uh, mentioned too, you're going to have to get used to calling him Coach Riley instead of Nick oh, or Coach. Is that has that taken some getting used to? That is, I have to catch myself all the time, <laughs> and um, um, I got better as the summer progressed. And I mean, Anthony's come by, and Beyonce came by, and. Um, a couple, you know, they've been by a few practices, and um, you know, I mean, I, I mean that's that's the that's the extension of success. The extension of success is is, uh, and again, that group, and we discuss constantly about, um, you know, you you move up because somebody lifted you up, and as you move up, you take someone with you, and and to see those guys coming back and doing that is just uh, it's really special for me. And I think having those guys in the fold too, whether they're an official coach or whatever their role is, those younger guys who are playing now are fully aware of who they are and what right. they accomplished. And I think sometimes when you're able to tangibly see that success and those kids grew up watching these guys on the court, maybe that will push them a little more to say, hey, we want to be at that level. We want to achieve these things that you guys achieved. What did you do? And you know, sometimes as great as a coach as you can be, they may not listen to you as much as they listen to a guy that they've watched on the floor and get to that that level. Is that would you say that's pretty you, accurate? I can give you a perfect example. You know, uh, on our staff the year that I was there, the one of the uh, uh, our coaches was Isaiah Victor, and Isaiah has never received the credit that he deserved about being such a huge impact on our basketball team. Sure. Isaiah is probably is one of the most you know, soft spoken. 
but man, he knows his stuff, and he has an, an innate ability to get points across to kids. And, and he worked with our kids' individual improvement and, and got in their ear a lot. And, and I think he had automatic respect because of what he had accomplished. And, you know, hopefully those three guys can have that same impact on, on these players as well. I think I asked you this on the, the day of your press conference coming back, but playing on a court that has uh-huh. your name on it, is that, uh, I think you said, hopefully they got some sandpaper laying around just in case, but <laughs> is that is that a, a surreal thing as well, to, to watch guys walk on a court that has your name on it? It's um, um, it, it, it's, it's a strange thing to, to see. It, it just really is, and I've said it a million times, I'm, I'm so humbled and honored and and words can't describe, you know, what that means to Natalie and I. And, and we'll never forget the night that I still got. A, I've got a picture of her and I yep. still when we were on the floor the night that they did that. And um, you know, special memories. And, but um, uh, it's re- it's really intimidating. And you know, I I told you earlier, you know, all these things. A lot of what people want to talk about is what happened in 2011. And it's not 2011, and you know, I'm not going to be judged or judge myself based upon what I did in 2011. Uh, you know, we'll be judged on, on on what we do from May the 23rd forward. And yeah, you know, I, I came home and I think I told you I said I hope when, you know when the time comes for me to leave and they're tired of me that they don't you know sand the paint the name <laughs> off the floor. Then <laughs> I don't see that happening. I really don't. Uh, we mentioned a couple times, and you, I know you mentioned him by name, Kyle Eads, who was an assistant for you on the 2011 team, took over as the head coach at Christian County for three seasons, came to be an assistant for you again at Muhlenberg County, and now recently has been named the head coach, the guy that's going to replace you at Muhlenberg on that bench. I assume you're happy with that decision that he's the guy that, and that's the natural progression I would think for him to be the one to step down and or to step a seat over and, and take over for you. What's your your reaction uh, to that decision? Um, I don't think there was any any other thought process of who would be there. Uh, you know, when I came over here, than Kyle. Um, you know, I don't think Kyle ever got the credit he deserved for uh, the years he was here. You know, uh, he came in when an interim coach left, got hired the next year, had a tough year. And then completely turned the program around and, and, and had everything in place when he left. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's, that's, that's difficult. You know, everybody said, well, kind of like when I left, you know, they were frustrated because he left. Coach left for the, you know, he left for the right reasons. And, you know, I think anytime you can see a coach in Kyle's situation, knowing you're the number one team in the region next year, uh, you know, Hopkinsville's good, but I mean, he's the number one team to be that selfless. And, and to walk away from that situation and, and to put family above uh, the, the accolades that come along with what would have happened that year. Yep. Um, you know, I, I just don't think there's been enough talked about that. Um, he came over there and we worked together and I uh, love working with him. You know, he does, does, a, does a great job and uh, was able to be at home during a tough time, you know, with his family. And, you know, we've talked a lot about you know, God has a plan, you know, how difficult would that have been to deal with a difficult period but to deal with if he had been in Hopkinsville at that time. Sure. And, um, 
you know, he, he accepted the job a couple of weeks ago, and um, you know, I know he's going to do a great job. He's where he needs to be. He's at home. He's surrounded by uh, family and friends, and, and you know, that's where Kyle went to school. And uh, you know, he has a dream of of getting that program back to the prestige uh, that uh, that it's you know that it's been known for. It hasn't been there in a while. You know, it's something that I wasn't able to you know to get our kids to accomplish. And, you know, I have a lot of faith in him and the staff that he's put together that uh, uh, they'll, 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 they'll be back at the level that uh, they've been at here probably, uh, it won't be long. Yeah. We'll, we'll close with this, but you mentioned a little while ago, <clears throat> excuse me, in getting that trust back with your guys and having to tell them you're not going anywhere. You know, you're, you're back here for good. Can we assume that you'll, this is your last job? In terms of coaching, oh. I mean, I know things can change, but do you plan on retiring at some point as the Christian County basketball coach? Definitely going to retire. Um, I'm getting old and ancient. Um, <laughs> retiring doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to quit coaching, but you know, I may retire and see if they still let me coach the basketball team or do something like that. But uh, I, uh, you know, this will be the. The light, and, and if someone came and offered me $150,000 to go somewhere, um, you know, I love Christian County, but I'm gone. <laughs> Just like if you, if somebody came and offered you that kind of, you know, you love Hopkinsville, but, but you're gone. I don't see that happening. And so, you know, I, I don't uh, foresee me doing anything else when I walk out of Christian County. I'm going to be finished with everything that I do. And, you know, we've been. You know, Sean Evans and John are, are, are Johnson King are back from the staff that, that as well, and you know uh, we have a good staff put together. Uh, work for a tremendous, tremendous administration, and uh, you know it's not going to be easy. You know, I mean, it's just not. You know, where you're going to walk in, I don't know what kind. You know, I think we got a chance to be a pretty good basketball team, but there's no guarantees. There's not. The only thing that we can guarantee is we're going to try to do things the right way. And uh, we're going to try to put a product on the floor where our guys carry themselves with class, their game speaks, and uh, we'll play as hard as we can. And, um, you know, hopefully that all those things can come together at some point and, and uh, we can make a trip back to, to Lexington and see how it'll go. That's Kerry Stovall back for his second stint as the Christian County High School boys basketball coach we are are so thankful that you took the time again to to be with us today and and hope you enjoyed stopping by for a few minutes on the podcast always anytime chris appreciate the job you do thank you so much all right coach Kerry stovall and we'll be right back with more young sports podcast It's been a little over a year since our next guest was selected by the Tampa Bay Rays in the fourth round of the Major League Baseball draft. He was a standout at Hopkinsville High School, led the Tigers to a regional championship in 2015, and was named Kentucky Mr. Baseball in 2016. And I am very excited to be joined today by Easton McGee. Easton, thank you so much for joining us in the Young Sports Podcast. We appreciate you being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. 
Uh, as, as I mentioned, you were taken in the, the MLB draft last June. I know life has changed a little bit for you. If you can, kind of summarize and, and tell tell us what it's been like for you since that moment that you were drafted and signed and, and everything else. What, uh, what's been going on in your world? Um, it's been, it's been pretty crazy. Um, obviously getting drafted was a dream come true and it's been a great opportunity going down to Florida and, um, now coming up to West Virginia, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's been, it's been a big adjustment, but I'm loving it so far and so it's been really good. What what do you miss most about Hopkinsville so far? Anything? Um, I mean, I miss my family. I miss my friends. And it it sounds like your your family, um, at least your parents, have have been able to make the trip a few times to to watch you in person and get down a facility and things like that. Um, what have they thought about your your setup? And I assume they're pretty happy with. Uh, with the Rays situation and, and plus they get to come to Florida that's not a bad deal either yeah they they definitely love being able to come to Florida and watch me play and get a little vacation in when they come down <laughs> is it like a vacation for you is it is it what people would imagine I mean it's pretty cool to be drafted in, in the major league uh, MLB draft like that but then to go to a, a pretty desirable state and city has it been what you pictured um, um, it's probably not what people think. It's a, it's a seven day, seven days a week job. Yeah. I mean, well, and one of those jobs too, you had to, uh, pretty quickly after you were, I guess, assigned to the active roster and, and so forth, um, uh, the Gulf Coast League, that was really kind of your first experience, first taste of professional baseball. Is that right? Is that kind of where you first out of the gate pitched last year yeah yeah that's where they sent me after i signed last year i spent the whole summer down there in port charlotte and what were some of the guys like that you played with either on that that gulf coast Rays team or players you faced were they were they similar to, to your situation were the guys that were recently drafted did you know any of them kind of explain to us what that what that looked like down there with the, the gcl yeah the the GCL is where a lot of the high school signees go, mm-hmm. and a lot of the free agent draft signs, and they just send them down there to spend the summer down there and kind of get used to pro ball. Mm-hmm. And then this year they kind of move us up. So with with the Gulf Coast League, what did you? quickly learn maybe about yourself and about the level of the game you know because that is professional baseball it's obviously a step up from what you were used to what did you what was the first thing or or the most prominent thing that you learned in those first few games where you got to play um these guys can hit a little bit better than kids in Hopkinsville Kentucky (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a little, little different uh, level of competition. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it seemed like you could hang. I mean, you were you 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 pitched well. I know you got some good 
uh, some strong innings in and uh, you know had some good innings. What did you think about your performance during that league? I mean, I thought I did. I thought I did pretty good. You know, I just tried to go out there and get outs. That's all I was trying to do. One of the things I know you mentioned to me when the Rays signed you, I think you were happy about the fact that you were within an organization and with coaches that have a history of making sure that they're methodical in the way that they bring their pitchers forward and, and kind of do it slowly and, and really with caution to make sure that yeah. you're not going to do anything outside your comfort zone or that sort of thing. Has that has that been what you expected? Have they kind of taken things as slowly as they can to make sure they bring you along at a at a good speed, a good level? Yeah. Um, they definitely are really cautious. I mean, they, um, they've got a history, a good history of bringing up young pitchers and they've just been really slow and really cautious and even when I got hurt at tendonitis I mean it wasn't that it wasn't that serious but they still treated it like it was serious and took mm-hmm. their time with me yeah and that's a good segue uh, you know how did you discover you were dealing with tendonitis and how long were you out what kind of take me through the the injury portion of of your career so far I know that was probably frustrating to have to deal with but like you said you'd rather deal with it as seriously as possible than let something get worse um I got when I got down to Port Charlotte this year uh end of February I was doing the my throwing and it kind of just flared up in my elbow and it was uncomfortable so I told them about it and they just shut me down for five weeks mm-hmm. of no throwing. And then I came back, and everything's been good since then. During that five-week period, obviously throwing is <laughs> – that's what you do. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. is, that, is it tough kind of sitting on the sideline? What do you do to kind of occupy your time when you're shut down like that? Um, it's, it was definitely frustrating. There was really nothing I could do besides – lift and run i mean i did that every single day well and it looks like that's that's been a a positive part of all this because the last time i think i saw a picture of you out on the mound you're you've looked like you've you've uh put on some muscle put on some weight and are, are bulking up a little bit have you taken advantage i guess of the the program and the facilities and and that sort of thing in terms of trying to to get yourself uh to a an mlb type body if you will uh yeah for sure i'm definitely been trying to put on weight what what how much would you say in terms of a weight because again it looked pretty substantial to me how much you think you put on since you've been away from hopkinsville um i'd probably around 15 pounds and then I guess the follow-up question—the follow-up question of that—is how much of that is the long hair and the beard that you're working on? <laughs> uh, probably a good part of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that just like, were you excited to, to try a new uh, a, a new style, or or what was the motivation for for letting all the hair grow out? Um, I don't know. I just 
decided to let it grow out. I like it. So, <laughs> uh, you mentioned earlier, like you said, you, you got through the Gulf Coast League, overcame the injury, and now you recently uh, were assigned to the Princeton Rays, which is, and I believe I'm saying this correctly, the rookie affiliate for the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, and that's in West Virginia, is that correct? Yes, it is. So, kind of tell me about what it's been like to, to transition to a, a new area. Do they, they put you up somewhere? What's your what's kind of your living situation right now? Um, they, I mean, they just put us up in a hotel okay. about five minutes from the field. We get to, we play at night now. We play at like seven o'clock every day and mm-hmm. in the GCL we played at noon. So definitely playing here at night has been a lot better than that. Sure. Well, probably a little cooler. Plus, under the lights yeah. is sometimes uh, yeah. kind of what you what you picture. Uh, you've yeah. had a, you've had a, a what I perceive to be a good start. You've you've had three games you've started since you've uh, been assigned to the Princeton Rays. I haven't walked anybody. Uh, seven strikeouts, an ERA below three. I would assume you've got to be pleased with kind of how things are going in your new location. Yeah, I mean it's been. It's been good, but man, I'm just trying to go out there and get out every time I pitch. I'm not not trying to do anything special. Just taking it one start at a time. Is it strange? I would think that the the dynamic of minor league baseball in general is pretty unique. But is it strange, kind of getting to know guys that maybe? you might not see again for a while because I feel like guys go in different directions. They might get called up. They might be released. They may be sent somewhere else. I mean, is there, do you have a pretty core group that's in Princeton or do you feel like here soon it could, the roster could look completely different? How does that, how does that part of it kind of work? Um, I mean, when you make friends, you just got to keep it in the back of your head that anything could happen. And I've made friends since I've got drafted that have been released. And, you know, I mean, it sucks, but it happens. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think I heard last night during the, the home run derby that uh, Aaron Judge always keeps his sub 200 batting average as a note on his phone just to remind him of how quickly things can change and, and how quickly, you know, you can revert to maybe some uh, some less than stellar performances and, and go back down is it do you feel like there's a lot of pressure knowing that one day you could be there and the next you could be somewhere different or, or sent away is that is that difficult to think about while you're trying to pitch um no not not really i mean i, I just try not to think about it how long do you I just yeah go ahead no i'm Go. How long do you think you'll you'll be in Princeton, or what's kind of potentially the next move on your path as you try to go up that ladder? Um, I think I'll probably just stay here the rest of the year, mm-hmm. given my my injury and all that, and taking it slow. So, and how long does that season go for Princeton? Um. 
regular season ends August 31st, and then postseason ended after that. Okay, good deal. So you you could have a chance to pitch into September while you're in yeah. West Virginia. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, you know, I know you were originally signed with the University of Kentucky before the the draft was held and you knew where you were going to be chosen, which impacted your decision to ultimately sign with the Rays. Uh, but I know you're still a U.K. fan, even though you didn't end up there. Did you watch their their run to the, the NCAA Super Regional against Louisville? Yeah, I was definitely watching it. What, what kind of goes through your mind when you watch that group there? What kind of emotions were you feeling watching them play in that, that tournament? Um, I mean, definitely the thought of I could be there goes to my mind, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy with my decision. Good, so. and that's kind of what I was wondering. I mean, I you know I think that would be tough to to see, like you said, hypothetically, could be pitching for a chance to go to the College World Series. I wasn't sure if maybe not that you were having regret, but maybe you were second guessing your decision. But it sounds like you're pretty content with where you are is that is that pretty accurate yeah yeah i am uh i saw also that the rays uh took a louisville guy the national player of the year and brendan mckay uh during this year's draft i think he was taken fourth overall were you excited by that decision to, to possibly get to to work with him or, or that sort of thing or what was your reaction to that that selection um I mean, he's a good player, obviously. And I mean, I thought it was pretty cool that the guy from Kentucky went to the Rays. You know. Yep. So now, but, now there's a couple of you. Have you found found yeah. any other guys within the organization, whether it's the big team or any of the affiliates, where you either had past connections? Have you played with any of those guys previously? Or any, any sort um, of uh, relationships? Yeah, there's a guy here on the Princeton Rays right now. His name is Trey Hare. Mm-hmm. And he went to um, the University of Evansville. And he actually played with Jared Perry sure. a few years ago. So A fellow uh, a fellow former Hoptown yeah. Tiger? Yeah. Very cool. So he's uh, a, a, an ace. The, yeah. uh, the, the aces have been in the news, I think. I'm sure you saw Kyle Freeland, what he did the other night. He was two outs away from a, a no-hitter. I mean, do you, yeah. you follow stuff like that? Do you watch games the same way a fan would? I mean, it's kind of hard to when you're playing every single night. Sure. So. Uh, I know that as uh, part of your, your deal when you were signed, and here's the question that everybody wants to know, Easton. You, uh, it was reported that your signing bonus was, I think, about $675,000 or somewhere around there. I need to know, and the world needs to know, what fun purchase have you made since then with some of that money? I just bought a new truck. Can we get some details? We need, some, we need specific, specific <laughs> details here. I mean, I just bought a, <laughs> a used 2015 Chevy. boy. Any uh, any hunting or fishing gear, anything like that? Um, no, not yet. That's on. That's probably, that's maybe next. Yeah, uh, maybe. 
I'm trying to save most of it. Good man. That's smart. Uh, I don't think I'd be able to do that if I was in your shoes. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I thought was interesting too, again, I know you signed with UK, um, but you know didn't didn't go there. But as part of your contract through the MLB College Scholarship Program, you are you do have a full scholarship to Kentucky, which I think is pretty cool. Is that something that you've thought about in terms of maybe trying to take some classes on the side, or is that something you're just going to worry about? Down the road, how does that how does that work? If you ever wanted to say, "Hey, I want to, you know, maybe attend Kentucky during the the off season or something like that." Um, yeah. So, like, if whenever you're whenever I'm done with baseball, I have two years to use the money for college. Mm-hmm. And um, but right now, I'm just trying to focus on baseball and. Not really trying to worry about school right now. Sure. But I mean, I've definitely thought about it, and it's definitely something I'll probably do. Um, assuming that you go into the postseason with Princeton, once you finish up there in September or whenever that is, will you head back to to Florida? Will you head to Hopkinsville? What's kind of your what do you see as maybe your your off season plan of where you'll be? Um. Whenever this season is over, they have the instructional league for about three and a half, three and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'll go to that, but if I do go to that, I'll be there from middle of September till beginning of October. And then I'll be back in Hoptown until spring training. Awesome. And, you know, I guess we'll kind of close with this. Now that you've been able to get a feel for the process, you've been able to kind of maybe see what it looks like from the minor league vantage point, the rookie affiliate vantage point, what goals have you set for yourself? Do you kind of have a set? I mean, I know you can't have any ultimate say on how things go or how quickly they go, but what would you like to see in terms of a timeline? Do you have a goal in terms of getting up to to single A or class A or, or beyond by a certain time? What are you What are you working on to, to kind of move forward? Um, I definitely want to be with a full season team uh, next year, but I'm not. I'm just trying to focus on one start at a time and just go out there and provide good innings for the team and just see what happens from there. Well, I know that I, I speak for a lot of people, and definitely myself, when I say we'd love to to see you in, in Bowling Green. I know that's the location where uh, Tampa Bay has its Class A team, and I think it'd be really, really cool to see you throwing for a pro baseball team in Kentucky. So we'll be rooting for you from Hopkinsville and, and hope that you get here quickly, uh, but in the right way. So keep doing your thing, and um, hopefully you'll stay in touch with us and let us know how things are going. Yep. Thank you. Thank right. you. No problem. That's been Easton McGee, Tampa Bay Ray pitcher, former Hopkinsville High School standout. And we'll be right back with more Young Sports Podcast. And just like that, another episode of the Young Sports Podcast is in the books. Thank you once again for being a part of it, 
And thanks to our guests, Kerry Stovall and Easton McGee, for being on the program. For more information on how to become a sponsor of the Young Sports Podcast or to provide feedback on the show, email Young Sports. That's J-U-N-G sports at gmail.com. Wherever, whenever, or however you may be tuned in, thank you for listening. And until next time, may you always be courageous, stand upright and be strong, and may you stay forever young. Maybe we can fly from heaven to a night, take it to a place we've never been.